Welcome to Kokoro Beat Podcast. I'm Minuette, a newcomer who brings a fresh set of eyes to the anime world. And we have Sad Dad, a manga enthusiast and seasoned anime watcher since the days of early Toonami. Together, we bring our unique perspectives, love of anime, and plenty of humor to boot in a series that covers some of the most emotional, tear-jerking, and thought-provoking romance animes that we feel just don't get the credit that they deserve. Yeah, I, I go by I go by what my heart says. All right, my heart mm-hmm. my heart will right. speak to me when it comes. So I'm the head, you're the heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time right. I get emotional is like is during anime. So that's sad. That's it. Uh, I mean, th- th- there's Disney films. Animated films make me sad. So, what is it about anime that makes you sad? I think it's because maybe it's like a empathy complex. Maybe it's maybe that's the reason. But I think it's just you 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 see something in an anime and you're like, wow, that's like that's the character I like the most. And then you just empathize with a feeling that's happening, and you're just like, and it just makes you sad. Interesting. I don't feel that way. Um, heartless. <laughs> no, I get sad at real life things. I think you're heartless. I mean, no, what what I think is you just need an acceptable outlet as a male to feel sad and express it. I don't know. Real, real, real life stuff doesn't make me sad at all. I what? Not at all. When Not was really. the last time you cried over something that wasn't an anime? My grandmother died, cried at the okay. at the the funeral. Like that's that that's like death. I feel like less than death. Not really. That's a real life thing. That oh, counts. I mean, yeah. I mean, it it, it is. I mean, I'm just saying, like that's like the most extreme example to me. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty up there. Life. It's high on the extreme scale. What's the what? Um, then, then I'll ask you the reverse question. What's the lowest? lowest level thing that you've been like that you teared up from oh my god i tear up over everything um ooh, there was one day i was driving into work and i was already like just not wanting to be there i was dreading it because i had a job i was not happy at like i hated i was driving in i stopped and i got myself coffee from starbucks it was like six in the morning because i had the early shift and i pulled into the parking lot i sat there for a second and was like, okay, get your game face on. Like you can do this 10 hour shift. Um, you got it. I got up, I grabbed my coffee. I spilled it all over myself, all over my car. And I burst into tears and literally left. I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. So that make me, that would make me upset. I would just probably get angry. I would just be like, Hey, I'm done with today. I mean, I was done with the day, but I guess, Anger for me, happiness, like it all comes out in tears. Like tears that's just how I express myself. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's, that's how my emotions come out is through crying. I don't know. So. I think I was just taught not to feel. Well, like I said, you're a male. You were brought up as a, a man in today's society. So at the same time, like, I don't think anyone like was like, hey, don't cry at this really sad thing. I just think that. It was just better, like, not to feel and then get judged for it. Like, it felt like 
people who did let their emotions out, they got like the most singled mm-hmm. out. So it's like I, I, I'm not one to, to present that to anybody, unless I'm super it was close. A survival, you know, a survival tactic. Survival technique. Yeah, gotta fit in. Some people gather berries and hunt. <laughs> I and you don't cry. Do what exactly? <laughs> don't cry. You sit there and don't cry. Yeah. What What do you contribute to society, though? Um, is that the contribution? Yeah, that's my contribution. I don't think it is. My bravery. <laughs> mm, so brave. I think. I think in films, I just I I immediately go like, this is the character I connect with, or this is the character I uh, relate to. Um, mm-hmm. Even in like the most out of this world type of type of animes uh, or or films it, it it just something about it i think for me like taking in media it just I, there's some kind of disconnect there where i don't feel as strongly and not to say it doesn't always happen but if it is going to happen i'm more likely to cry at like a book and maybe that's because it's more personal and i can craft it in my mind as opposed to like being shown it you know mm. It's not that I don't recognize like the emotional parts. It just doesn't seem to, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't get me at a place where I like cry over it. Understandable. It's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. We're just, it's cool how we're different though. And how that is different. Well, very but, clear um, uh, transition. This actually kind of works perfectly out because today uh, our main character of this film has mm-hmm. a big issue with expressing her actual true feelings. Actually, our, our two main main characters. Two do. main characters, yeah. So, I mean, as we later learned, but it, it, it's 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 two main people who, I guess, put on a different face and they and, and they, to to the world. A mask, and, a mask you a might mask, say. You could say, ooh. <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> else got chills? Chills. I tend to have that effect on people. Chilling. <laughs> yeah, like, I get it. A chilling effect. Well, now you now you make it sound bad, so never mind. Like a horror film. Just <laughs> No, no, not like that kind of chill, like a good chill. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. Did you cry? Did you cry at this movie? I did not cry at this film. I didn't either. I don't think it had that moment for me. Uh, it yeah. didn't have that. I mean, they usually do. Usually there's at least one moment where it's like, wow, this is really sad. Like I, I really, mm-hmm. I really expected it. Um, a few times where I was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be like the sad part, but it never really happened. Yeah. Yeah. I feel similarly to you on that. It just didn't quite hit that extra level, but, um, let's, let's back up and talk about uh, the movie. We're covering a whisker away today. Are you excited about talking about this film? I'm excited because I, I watched it so long ago and like rewatching it. I think there was like a lot of little bits that I just kind of skipped over because there's a lot of like really cheery parts and, 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 and silly parts as well. And I was like, oh, actually, okay, mm-hmm. that, that makes that makes more sense. I watched it. I watched it yeah. two more times after we initially watched it. So let's go ahead. So the, the plot of this film, it's about a young girl, Mio Sasaki, who is in love with her classmate, Kento Hinode, um, and tries repeatedly to get his affection and attention by transforming into a cat. But at some point, the boundary between herself and the cat 
becomes ambiguous. It's so confusing because, so, like, they, they they name they name her like Mio like twice. I feel like in the film, it's it's Muge. Yeah, she it's goes Muge. by a different name, Muge, and yeah. that's probably what I'm going to refer to her as throughout as we talk about her, just because that's what they call her. Yep. And Muge uh, stands for Miss Ultra Gaga and Enigmatic, they, which they, is a name that was given to her by classmates, yep. basically. And they they keep it's on kind saying of a, it too. A mean nickname. <laughs> Yeah, a mean nickname. So the plot really, um, I'm the one that picked this film based off of basically the yep. plot and trailers out of a list. And this one really stuck out to me for two reasons. One is the fact that it really seemed to incorporate like a more fantastical world mm -hmm. and side to it. Basically that side that we haven't seen in other films we've watched. Yeah. Um, where we've talked about, you know, magic light. This seems to have like, oh, real magic. Yeah. Real magic here. We were talking, I think um, we said so, Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Yes, it had like a that. very Spirited Away feel, uh, feeling about it. Um, and I wanted to cover something like that. And then two, she turns into a kitty cat, and it's so cute. How can yeah. I resist? <laughs> <laughs> How can I resist? I have to watch the thing about a, a girl turning into a cat. Absolutely necessary. For me, like the main thing was, is that the first half of the film is way different than the second half, even though it has, yes. it doesn't change. Like I want to, I'm hesitant to saying that it changed themes drastically, but it kind of, it kind of just went way mm -hmm. in left field to something totally different. And I was, it, it was nice. It was nice. But I, I guess, um, and this is not to put criticisms early on, uh, so I'll be short with it. But I, I think it was kind of like, like, where was this for the rest of the film? Like, like I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, like I, I wanted to see more of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. It did. It changed like tone and pacing. Um, and the first part of the film was really just kind of like the setup um, to get us to kind of the more magical parts. So the setup is she's at this festival, which, by mm. the way, I guess festivals. festivals really seem to be a time for magic to happen yeah. Yeah. or some kind of significant like time stamp in, in these kind of films I'm starting to notice. Yeah, pit up those um, festivals. Very important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Very cute. They're, they're never boring. I'll say that. Um, but she gets into a fight at this festival with her stepmother, um, we don't know it's her stepmother at the time, but it's uh -huh. her stepmother. And, you know, she kind of runs away from her in the festival and she's wandering. And I think she even says like, um, oh, what does she say? She says, I hate like the world or something. I hate how, oh yes, she says that she hates the world. And that is when we see a mysterious mask seller who has a bunch of cat masks. And that is the opening of like the introduction to the film, yeah. to the masks and everything. Yeah. So from the beginning, we know that she's, she's basically a child of divorce. Mm -hmm. And, uh, cause I think her mom is asking, can you tell, uh, your father that you want to live with me? Oh, oh, so maybe it's not her stepmom. Then she gets into a fight with it's her actual mother. Yeah. It's her actual mom. Cause her mom. Okay. I Sorry think her mom that. in this scenario, though they don't explain it, is the one who, the one who who's left the situation. 
Um, right. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know what exactly happened, but I, I think that there's a reason why she's with the dad versus the mom, I think personally. Um, and the, the way they display it is like the mom is either unreliable or, um, Mm-hmm. Like the thing that she says to her mom is like, if you want to, if you want me to, I guess, stop having emotional reactions to things to like your personal life then stop telling me about your personal life. Like, like stop telling me all these like super personal details about the reasonings of things. It just like, it was too much for her. Like, cause she's putting all this mm-hmm. weight on her daughter to either get her dad to do something or, or to connect or reconnect in some sort of way. So for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, really not a fair position to put her daughter in, yeah. too. Like, not responsible parenting by any means. Um, but it's it's very clear that the dynamic that she is living in is not a happy one for her. Like, for sure. she's struggling with a lot um, that's with, you know, her mom leaving and the incorporation of this new stepmother into her life, which we see throughout the film, her struggle with that. Can't just want to change into a cat for funsies. You got to want to, you got to do it for trauma. (laughs) Right. Of course you got to do it to um, escape. That's what she's doing. She's escaping from her life every time she changes into a cat. Um, So yeah, we're, we're introduced to, you know, her mother and her in that segment. And then we also spend some time, you know, after that at school where we're then introduced to her friend um, that is a really good friend and really seems to be looking out for her. And then we see her, um, like go gaga over this guy at school. Yeah. Uh, Yoriko is, is, is a great friend and then becomes an even better friend by the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it was funny cause she's kind of, we were talking about emotions earlier. She's like the emotional outlet for her. Like, this is how you should feel in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I like it. She's like when when Muge is kind of going off the deep end and fantasizing and living in La La Land, she's the one that's like, get a grip, girl. Like, you need to come back down to earth. Come on. But that's something I've actually noticed is that Muge actually does have a lot of people in her life mm-hmm. that care about her. Like, her dad seems like a caring, loving dad. The stepmother is trying to be there for her, you know? And even in a way, like her mom may not be doing, you know, appropriate things, but it doesn't mean she doesn't care about her or is trying to make amends for leaving her life. Um, but there really are a lot of people in her life that care about her. And the sad thing about the movie is Muge can't see it. Yeah. I think I think she sees it all as disingenuine. I kind of disagree. In a way, though, um, I think that really? the father is too much. Uh, my parents are divorced. I like, okay. I feel like going yeah. through this uh, is a good example of like the father is too often trying to put her daughter in a scenario where it's like be friends with this this stepmom, this new person in your life. Like you know, trying to be like everything is normal. But this the the stepmom is here. I don't think he's acknowledging that truth, and I don't think at any point he does anything to like really sit her down and and have that discussion of this is what happened, and um you know we're going through this. You know you know I don't expect mm-hmm. you to treat her like mom 
he doesn't have that conversation. So I, I don't think that that honestly does a good job. And then by the latter half of the film, the step like the the daughter is is searching or I guess making amends with the stepmom's cat. So so it's so I, I think her her focus is mainly on the cat um, towards the latter half of the film. Um, and well, that's that's when Muge is supposedly back. Though yeah. I mean, if Muge was still missing, her focus would be on Muge for sure. Right, but I I think. Um, I think the the stepmom doesn't really I, she she has one moment maybe like whenever uh she in my in my opinion where she walks up to Muge and is like you know I feel like you're just putting on a happy face like you're are, are you saying what you're actually feeling and I feel like that was her saying like I know you're not truly feeling like we're friends or like this is a good relationship and then of course Muge blows up on her um, from that point and was honest about how she felt. Um, and then the, the mom, I feel like there really wasn't an, enough interaction with the mom to like, to be like the mom is, is, is there for their present parents. Like they, like that's more than, or could hope. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes anime is, we never see the parents. So <laughs> it's something I mean, different. I least. think it's clear. I think it's clear that they care about Muge. I just think that, maybe they're not going about it in a way that's connecting with her or they're not sure how to approach this kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think it means that they don't care or they're not supporting her. Yeah. It's just, they don't maybe not know how or the best way to do it. She can just disappear for, for hours isolated. without them knowing. <laughs> well, they did notice. I mean, the stepmom did notice that she disappeared. I wanted to have tea with you. You were I'm gone I'm, I'm for going to bat. 17 hours. <laughs> I'm going to bat for the parents and maybe it's because I'm watching this as an adult, but I yeah. related to the parents. I mean, I related to Muge too, because it did bring me back. It brought me way back to my own childhood. Um, but I mean, honestly, we have, we have, we have Muge who has her situation. I don't think it's, it's the worst situation, but Hinode honestly has um, a complex family situation as well. He does, yeah, and we do get an introduction to him and his family. Um, and again, Hinode is the boy that uh, Muge is obsessed with and has a crush on and feelings for. Uh, um, Potter in training. Yes, throughout the film. Um, and I believe we see him interacting with his family. He has a mother. He has a sister. Um, it, I think his dad is deceased um, because it's... It, does show an image of him saying like hi father to kind of almost what looks like an urn type situation um and then he has his grandpa who it seems like he's very close with his grandpa yeah but i think because his um father is deceased there is a lot of pressure being put on hinode to be the provider for the family i can't imagine being in that situation not not to not to bash anyone's culture for that, but I can't imagine being like a teenage kid going like, well, got to figure out my life because if I don't, my family won't be able to make a living like, or like they, they yeah. won't be able to survive and just being a it's, kid and doing that. It's so much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And like, no wonder he is also struggling in his life. I mean, that's a lot. 
It's like, it's like if this Potter thing doesn't work out, you know, when I'm a teen, then I guess we'll just all be homeless. Like, what the hell? Hopefully your dream is yeah. good. Well, I don't even think his mom like knows it is his dream because he's not, he doesn't want to say it because of the pressure. Like she's pushing him to go to cram school and to get good grades and to probably be some type of businessman or somebody that brings in a lot of money, Yeah, you know, but his passion and something he bonds uh, with his grandpa about is pottery and making, you know, pottery together. Yeah. I think, I think that honestly they're, they're, their bond that they have is sort of like makes him like the, the father that he never had or didn't get to have, you know, in this stage in his life. Um, and mm -hmm. I think it's, it is, it is worth noting that it's, 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 it's sad because it's like beginning of the film, it seems like they're going to shut down um, mm -hmm. that part and they're kind of going to move on because it's just too costly to maintain. And right. And their dad is too old, or not dad, a uh, grandpa is too old to really oh. provide with the pottery. It's more of like a hobby at this point, I think. And I, and I think they kind of discount it towards later in the film. And they're just like, they're like, oh yeah, that part that's sad about your life. Remember, like, Uge has it harder. And I'm like, and I'm like, but honestly, no, yeah, it's like, pretty, yeah, it's pretty hard too. Yeah, it's like, it's like he's got a, he's got a tough situation, and so um, I think that a lot in the beginning he's taking on all of that and he has um this person who's just head over heels for him but does he have the mentals like the mental space to fit in um uh this i don't know like teenage crush i, I don't think so yeah that's it's a lot to add to an already full plate um I do want to say, so, okay, we know that Muge is, like, obsessed with Hinode. She tells her friend about the, you know, the festival, like, apparently they had this really deep conversation, um, you know, that she told her friend about, and her friend doesn't believe her, and it's like, that sounds like a fantasy. We know that it happened, but yep. it happened he was in cat form. Yep, yep. Um, and... It does also show some flashbacks from Hinode's side of the festival finding her as a cat, which he um, names Taro or Taro. Yeah, uh, it's like a Shiba Inu that he had, uh, uh, like a yeah. previous pet past. But do you think that Muge had a crush on him before this festival, or do you think he found oh. her? He wandered across her, oh, and they connected in this way. I don't think either. And then of them Muge connected. was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, no, I, I, I don't huh? think, I don't think that they had. I, th I think it was totally, just, just random occurrence. Like she came yes, to and saw him, and like it was just like she's there, and she's just kind of along for the ride. Like I guess I'm this cat, and I think right. And he opens up to her and yep. like really talks to her about how he's feeling, and she connects with that. And then it's like, oh my god, this this boy is amazing, which is good. It's like it's at least at least it was just it was something that happened that she felt like you could see how it's one sided because she felt all these feelings, her being inside the cat uh, form, mm -hmm. and then him not understanding because he didn't tell that to her, not really, anyways. And that happens later in the yeah, film he, too. He had, he realized that he had said "I love you" to the cat, and then that he was like. Oh, so like, 
I said, I love you to her. And I think mm-hmm. he was, he was okay with it at that point, but, but it's, you could see how it's one-sided in the beginning and, and why it's one-sided after seeing that. So obviously she spends a lot of time as a cat with Hinode and, you know, gets to know him through this, through cat form basically. But when it comes to school, like she interacts with him or she tries to, yeah, he's not really feeling it. Yeah, it's very, very affectionate. It's, it's too, it's too affectionate, honestly, but cause like that age, especially you're just embarrassed by everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's just embarrassed by a lot of it. And I think if it was more of like in private, maybe he would be less inclined to, but I just don't think she's going about it the right way. Just like, let me run up to you, sneak up on you, take off my shoes. It's very important scream in mm-hmm. sunrise and then hit you with my butt yeah it's 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 aggressive I'll and then say like that. any reaction like i'll talk to you later she'll like freak out like he said you'll talk to me later like like chill chill yeah i i think it is very accurate though like they really do capture the feeling of like a middle school crush is this, and is I this did what you did kinda, in middle I mean, school is this, was this you middle it's school? not what i did <laughs> i didn't like aggressively do that um i will say one thing that i did do that muge also does um Uh-oh. you know how she like bears her feelings in a letter and gives it to him uh the notes, she yeah. Finally decides to confess her feelings to him and how she feels. She writes him a letter. Um I also did that for my crush in seventh grade. Bared your soul. I did. I did. It wasn't I wasn't bearing my soul. It wasn't that deep because I was in seventh grade and I was just like, I think you're really cute. I would love to go out with you. Um, did not go well for me either. Oh, uh, no. not as bad I was as gonna ask how it went. <laughs> Not well. Uh, uh, not as bad as it went for Muge. Didn't publicly that, humili- but... humiliate you at all? No, he just flat out ignored it and me for the rest of the time I knew him. Um, so you were sitting there like, me too, Muge, me too. Pretty much, yeah. I was like, oof, okay, this this hurts a bit. Ouch. Ouch. I feel this. But they, they capture, you know, that feeling of like, that that feeling of crush and and thinking that might be a good idea. She writes a note for Hinode. Yeah. And then as she gives it to him, these bullies, fuck those bullies. They were so rude. <laughs> right? The they, they, they were just, they were super mean the whole time. Ruthless. Ruthless. Yeah. Fucking mean. Um, take the note and they read it aloud to the entire class. And Hinode does not react well to this. That's a breaking point for sure. Mm-hmm. It embarrasses him and it causes him to lash out at her and tell her that he hates her. That'll do it. Yeah. I mean, would you have responded that way too? put yourself in Hinode's shoes or back then? I can't say I would be better or worse than Hinode because I remember specifically like that middle school, like early high school era. I had, I had a lot of girls that were interested in me. And mm-hmm. I had, I had a number of girls that wanted to be my, like my boyfriend or by my girlfriend 
during that time. Wow, and sounds so, like you had a hard life. I, okay, well, like, but like the the my my point, like, I guess is is like I had a lot of short, uh, short relationships, but like I just didn't I, I didn't care for like I like I think during that time I was more concerned about like playing basketball, you know, at recess, you know, like 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 or or oh talking God. to my friends at lunch. Like I, I honestly, I, I was, like I was not early on interested in girls. Girls were, girls were interested in me, but I didn't know what to do with that. So like it was, it was like not in the my mind, my my frame of mind. So like I wouldn't say I would hate somebody, but I can understand how annoying that is, just because I remember being in that position and just going like, like why is this like necessary? Like, like, like I, I had, I had like, wow, I had like four girlfriends in the, in the eighth grade. And I was just like, now you're just bragging. <sighs> it's, it's, it's okay. I, it was, it just, to me, it, it, it didn't, it felt like I was doing it because well, one, I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings, but mm-hmm. the moment I, uh, the moment like it was over, it was like, there was another person who was asking me out. And so, mm-hmm. I I I wasn't I I was I'm with Hinode in that I would just kind of be like like love like this seems like a this seems a bit early like like there were, we're these these guys are like what twelve thirteen there's like these they, there's no way yeah damn and I was the opposite and was literally crushing after people and they wouldn't give me the time of day. So cool. I feel great about my childhood now. No, it was, it was to my own detriment. I mean, by by the time I was high school, I I wasn't asked out by anybody. And because I didn't know what relationships were, I was because you pretty bad all at the girls. They probably had like a, a pack. Right. Was like, like nobody, this is nobody now, go for this guy. He doesn't care. Yeah. But I, 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 I asked out one person in my whole entire time in high school um and uh was rejected so oh, okay so i'm sorry so it messed me up i was i was i i i i, I screwed myself over because i i was like i was like girls i want to play video games and then <laughs> then high school i, I thought like, you were still i thought you were still like that oh well, that's true girls psh, yeah video games yeah video games supreme um well, this is a big, uh, going back to the film, this is a big turning point for Mugay. Like, mm-hmm. it really crushes her and upsets her. Um, and this is also the point where she gets into the fight with her stepmom as well. Yeah. Um, where her, yeah, stepmom is like, why are you smiling? I know, like, you're not feeling that way. And she loses it and is like, lets out how she really feels for the first time for her. Yeah, and I think that's I think like it's, uh, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, all at once. Like, it's really the turning point. It's these, like, big fights with the people in her life um, that happen. And then I I think it should be noted that throughout her, like, being a cat, she keeps running into the mask seller. This is before the big turning point. But the mask seller is continually trying to get her to just be a cat forever. Yeah, just just lick lick your butt and just be a cat. Come on. Right, Three yeah, or four he needs, to work, on, that. Like, he needs to work on his salesmanship. Uh, uh, not as convincing. Cat owners, do you, do your cats just like are they just going to town twenty four seven? I don't know. I I have dogs. 
<laughs> Anyways, he's constantly like trying to get her to like become a cat full time. And he's asking her for her human face, her human mask, basically. And she won't do it. She won't do it because she's like, no, I, you know, this is fun being a cat sometimes, but like she wasn't ready to give that up. Now, when Hinode rejects her, and then she gets into the fight with her parents. She goes and she says, yes, I think I'm ready to be a cat now. Nobody cares about me. I, I'm ready. Honestly, I feel like her plan before was get to like him to like me or find out what he likes as a cat. And then whenever I realize what that is, then he'll go out with me when I'm human. And then mm-hmm. when she realized, no, she hates me as or he hates me as a human. I'm going to be a cat permanently where he'll love me because I'm, I'm a cat. Because at least she's getting some form of affection. Yep. Um, and it's such a, like, young way of thinking this, like, my life sucks and just putting all of your hopes on, like, a boy to fix it or somebody to fix it for you of, like, okay. Because I think she even says, like, he's going to save me and take me out of this place like, at some point. I'm like, he's 12, chill. Right, yeah, like, she's just really, really, like, putting everything on Hinode, uh, much like his family, like, poor Hinode, so much pressure, <laughs> so much pressure. Uh, doesn't even know it, but there's pressure on him. Worry but about yeah, love, so she finances. decides, <laughs> she, she finally gives up, uh, she gives up her human, her human mask, and disappears, like, no one knows where she is. Uh, she didn't go to school. Her family is searching for her. Um, her friend is searching for her. And then Hinode is searching for her. Yeah, and I don't think she realizes that it's a bad thing at all until she can't understand him anymore. Like, she, she was kind of just, she was with Hinode, like just sitting on his shoulder as he's searching for her. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, she's just sitting there, like like, fine with it, but then... She starts to have gaps in what he's saying, and she can't she can't hear or understand him. Right, because as she turns into a cat, they don't know English, or at least not all of English. We're <laughs> just we're like just food. destroying cat owners right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're you're wonderful, and your cats are wonderful, and they understand you 100. percent They know everything you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they're there for you and your support system. Um, it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, she starts to freak out a little bit because now she's realizing, like, if she's a cat and can't understand him, like, what does his affection mean? You know, like, it'll all fade away, right? Her feelings for him will probably fade away. And the saddest part, honestly, is like, he's saying, I love you, but he's saying, I love you, like, he's saying, I love you, like, like, I like, I love pizza. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not really, truly love to like to him to him to him like she's a possible reincarnation of a dog that was a family pet like it's not we love our pets and that's great but it's not to this to the level she's she's thinking that it is so it's even like even the premise of it is super super flawed Mm -hmm. it is it really is flawed um, but again, she's young, so it's also like kind of understandable. Yeah, it, it very um, much acts right in the proper age range of what 
that age would go yes. and go, yeah, this is, this yes. is it. This is love. The naivety of, of youth, basically. Naivety. Um, of youth. Naivete. <laughs> um, just the fact that she literally is like, trust this cat seller, the mask seller. I knew from the second he appeared, I was oh. like, this guy's no good. This guy's no good. There's, yeah, you got there's a chonky a cat. cat. Man. He was evil from the get-go. It was very apparent to me. I know you didn't think so, but I could tell oh, well, this dude's evil. I think that until he starts, they, they, they mentioned that he basically will split the the lifespan of the, the, the person who basically has theirs taken away uh, with the person. That is mm -hmm. to me when he's evil until that point. I don't know. Like it's not to, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, like he was kind of like this, this neutral uh, in that he's like his gain out of it is that he, that he gets to mess with people, I guess, or he's just chaotic with it. So until that point, like, honestly, I don't really think he's a true villain. But right, th right then I was like, okay, okay, it makes sense why, why you consider him a villain. Because he's got, um, he's basically taking the lives of somebody else. And it's like a, a whole equivalent yeah, exchange true. thing. So Without being honest about his intentions. I mean, mm -hmm. and the fact that he does this to a little girl um, I don't know. I could tell from the minute we saw him that he was not, he was bad news. Um, and that there was an ulterior motive going on. I mean, she even says like, why do you even sell masks to people without, without taking money? What do you get from it? Like she questions him about that. Like in one of he's their like meetings stuff. and I'm like, I get stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> he's, he wants something like he's not trustworthy. He just wants people to lick their butts. I think they threw you off because this film I think really is for teenagers or younger even yeah. like kids and so they didn't make him scary scary they made him like goofy evil yeah. like he definitely did have some chaos but he was also very silly i think that was to downplay the scariness of the situation to make it more kid friendly like if you played it like you have you have a, a cat seller who's ripping the souls from humans and splitting their yeah, life totals to extend his life. Yeah, it becomes very dark. I think this film is good for like I, I'd say like a a kid could watch this and probably yeah, it's probably fine. I don't think there's anything severe. Oh yeah. No, I would actually I expect kids to watch this. Like when my daughter's a little older, you know, I I would have her watch this. No problem. Yeah. Um and I think as a teenager, like, or preteen, me would have loved this movie, honestly, because I would have, like, <laughs> been like, oh, my God, it's so dreamy, romantic, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, focus on the love story and think it was more than it what it actually is. Um, but we'll get to that, too. Um, one of the big shocks, though, you know, Muge is in cat form, right? She's made the transformation. She's given up her human face. Right. All of a sudden... There's another Muge. She shows back up. And we're like, what the fuck? Who is this? What happened? New body, who this? Yeah, who is this? But they make it very clear early on that that is not the real Muge. And, and then instead... it's like, the question is, so who is it? Who is it? A big reveal. That's who. Yeah. I'll let you do it. 
Yeah, and uh, I think I think that it the fact that it was Kaneko was definitely a big twist. Um, this being the mm -hmm. the cat of the stepmom, and then like yes. Kaneko oddly is kind of the pseudo villain in this story in a way. I mean, it's it's it, out right? for out of the love for the the stepmom. You know, I, I just I want more time with the stepmom, so why not get that time as the the stepdaughter you know like like that way i can show mm -hmm. my appreciation and it happens a few times where she's like yeah let's stay in like let's stay together like let's hang out like let, i'm gonna go to the festival with uh my stepmom and everyone's like like what what, like, <laughs> what do you want to huh? why do you want to hang out with your stepmom like you're straight up dumpstering her earlier like <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it was it was odd but yeah, it was a big twist and it made sense. They had like these moments before they were made this reveal where they would focus in on her cat. Like just these little moments where it would like just show the cat there and like zoom in on it. Um, and it all like led up basically to this reveal. Yeah. And it was just like, that was, that was shocking to me. It was mind blowing. I was like, what? I'll steal your life. Cause I'm reaching the end of my lifespan. Right, and she just wants to be with the stepmom, which is kind of sweet in a way. You're right; it's it's sweet, but not sweet. Like also evil. Villain origin <laughs> story, you know. For real, for real. The thing that I don't understand, though, like, is the shift. Like she has this plan. Kanoko has this plan of like extending her life as Muge, um, and gets you know the. Muge's mask from the mask seller. Um, she switches real quick though. Yep. Like all it takes <laughs> is seeing the stepmom sad and like, where'd my cat go? And she's like, oh no, I gotta switch back. Sorry, you were saying yeah. you were saying about Kinako and after I had said um basically that it seemed like immediately did a big shift to searching for uh, Kiniko, and it did not take a lot, like you said, it did not take a lot for uh, Kiniko to go, Oh, she's sad without the, the cat version of me. It basically is like okay with ba uh, like, like she, she the, the cat was saying in uh, Muge's body that like I was at the end of my lifespan, so you only got a few years left, you know, like she knows that it's not gonna be long. I guess she's just okay with that. Yeah, the sudden reversal of Kinako into like, oh, I'm going to fix the plan. It needed more. It needed more of a push for me. It wasn't believable enough. Um, so I did take issue with that um, in the movie. It, that, I think, could have been fleshed out more and been better. Um, but Kinako does decide to change to the plan, and she wants to be a cat again and wants Muge to be Muge again. And so what she does is go to Hinode and tell him everything. Starting with the, the, the spirited away secret cat society. Yes, this is where part. things get real magical. <laughs> real magical. But he explains to Hinode, or she explains to Hinode that like she's a cat and Muge was a cat and that's Taro. And Hinode's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm embarrassed. I told her all this stuff. Um, but she's like, you need to come rescue her. So now Hinode goes on a mission with Kinoke to, as you said, the secret cat society, the secret cat lands. Yep. Um, 
which really struck me as like a, a young version of almost like Orpheus and Eurydice. Like he travels okay. into the other world yeah. to save, to save his uh, beloved, although not really beloved, because <laughs> he's still not quite sure how he feels about her. He's yeah, just how like, he, how does he not feel like violated? Like. <laughs> <laughs> like right. tons like, of times she was like angry. cuddling with me and like rubbing up on me and I don't know like I, for, if I was yeah, him I'd, I'd be, be like be like she's crazy what like she can stay a cat and now I'm not gonna let Taro back into my life either right um, but no he's like oh I've, I've got to go save her and I'm like is it purely just because he feels guilty he feels bad that he lashed out at her the only way I can work it out where it's like, it's okay. It's like, maybe he truly did have feelings for her. He just really was against feeling it. And so when he realizes it's her, he's like, oh, well, good. I liked her anyways. I was just, you know, avoiding my feelings. But even still, I don't know. I, I would be like, I'd be like, what the hell? I don't like the way that they're like, okay, so here's Muge's background story to him. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, wow, that's really tough. Now I care. Um, yeah like i'm just like okay i it's just like what like okay so maybe he connects to something in the background story but it's just like the idea of him going to another world to save her seems far-fetched to me hey you know we got to see the the cat bar where all the human cats go to uh i love that drink their sorrows Right, regret uh, their decision to become cats. Um, and I like, we get to see like, you know, a kind of a cast of characters in this cat bar and hear the reasons why they decided that being a cat would be better than being in their human lives. Um, one that really stuck out to me, like the mom cat. Um, and I think this was on purpose that they included this mom cat because I think it was supposed to mirror kind of what happened with Muge's mother. Um, you know, Muge's mm -hmm. mother left. I think this was like a nice little mirror of that where this cat this cat person, um this cat person mom left because she said she couldn't handle the the pressure and the responsibilities of being a mom and what all of that entails. That was her mom. Like, oh. And she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be a cat too and just ev like everyone got tricked to being cats. You know, I went on Reddit and there are a lot of people who think that that is her mother, like her real mother. And I don't buy that. I'm like, that's a little too. No, I don't think so. Um, but I think it was, I think it was a nice mirror of that. I think they did that and put that cat in there as she's telling Muge slash Tarot yeah. about so that it gives her more perspective into her own mother's feelings that she did not understand before. Now I but I was going to, I was going to say, I was going to say, man, that really touched me because as a mom, I've totally felt that before, you know, where you just like want to run away sometimes. Um, cause it's a lot. So I was like, Oh, that really hit me hard. Yeah. I guess you really, you realize there that like that the mass seller is, undervalued as a as a as a as a salesman uh in one sense in that he knows how to pick his targets like he he must seek out people who are feeling low depressed and down so like these are these are the like that's how he picks out these people 
Um, I think mm-hmm. all of them at least were very similar in that they had some sort of sad uh, life to escape. So um, I'm I don't glad know if they regretted it before brought- like she did either. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that goes back to the very first image we see of Muge in the film where she is a little girl in that dream sequence and it comes upon the mask seller and he says to her, are you lost? I think this, when her mom left her, this cat seller honed in on her and was like, she's a potential target. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Plus, you know, they, they go to the like same place every year. They go to the summer festival. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's you know it easy to keep an eye on her. Um, I think that all of the cat people did regret it, honestly, in the bar. I was getting the sense that they did regret it, their choice. But it was too late for them. I think it, it would be like more reasonable, though, if it was like, oh, you can live in this cat, like this, this tree and have eternal life, though. She's got to be a cat. One thing that I thought was interesting. So as we said, Hinode and uh, Kanoko travel to this cat world. And um, in order to see it or even like stand on that invisible bridge, he has to hold on to Kanode's hand. Yep. Because um, only cats can access it. Um, so they immediately go to the tree where all of these cat masks are. And she puts on a mask, a cat mask onto Hinode. He doesn't change into a cat though. Just his hands do. Yep. And that threw me for a fucking loop. Like, what? Why? I don't get it. Here's my theory with no background of knowing, actually, because I I actually had that same exact thought watching it the second time around. Like, why was it just the hands? Um, Mm -hmm. I think depending on how much lifespan was left when they changed is how much... Um, it's like how much is left, like how much cat transformation is left in that, um, that, or the transformations are not, um, uh, like they're not full on the first time. Maybe that's something that we missed. Like say if a cat changed right at the end of their lifespan or, Mm -hmm. um, they, the, they were given a new mask and they were changed over right at the very end. Like maybe that mask was almost all used up is my guess. Um, and that's why it's not as good. Cause at, at a certain point, basically um, the, the human that gets transformed or that was previous is going to die early cause their lifespan is halfway gone. And then yeah. the cat eventually does die as well. Um, I'm assuming they only have the lifespan of a normal cat. So my guess is that those, those masks that are kept are like, here's are like the trophies of the masks of the cats that, um, that I've transformed in the past, but like they don't have any use left in them because there's like no lifespan left in them. So that, that, that's my guess. And that it's like, they're the weak leftover magic that's left in those masks. But I, I truly don't know why it was just that. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that. My other only thing I can think of as to why it would just be his hands and not a full transformation is that he doesn't want to be a cat. Oh. Truly. Um, so it so was unlike enough. Like the Aristocats, not everybody wants to be a cat. Right. How how long have you been waiting to bring that joke out? I've hold, held on to it for years. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I really did not like the look of him with just cat hands. It freaked me out. I didn't like it. It's like it's like uh, someone who's like just bought their first fursuit, but they can only buy part of it. 
You just gotta mm. like yell goodbye, buy it in pieces. So like the furries, they're they're first, like yep. they've saved up for the the mitts. Yeah, they're just trying to relate. They're trying to relate to them. So just try to okay. try to get it out there. Start with the gloves. So this uh this film is for children and for furries. Children Got it. and for furries. Mm. Um, Marketing. <laughs> I like. I I think it's. I think if the film was all about like that cat world like and like what happens to like cats and like what cats are actually doing because there were some normal cats i think there as well yeah yeah like actual cats that just chill there and live there yeah so if if that was the film i kind of would have been it been i would have liked it more personally but i understand that this was more of a film for like the um young teen so i got i I understand what it's getting I, i think i think there's some some consolation should be given because it's like if we don't love it it's probably not for our age group it's anyways yes. yeah I, I agree with you there um like i said like preteen me probably would have loved this film i really think i would have really liked it um more than how i feel now but i i would love to see more of like yeah just like the cat village and that story and like that concept is so interesting to me and we really didn't get a ton of time there. Yeah, it was kind of um, towards the end. And it's kind of like it, a lot of things were like wrapped up and closed up. I think the biggest one is like the Kinako thing. It's like, oh, you know, you know what? I do want to be a cat. Never mind. It's all good. Yeah. Because she so has like course, that mini failed transformation and she tries to put on the mask and it doesn't work. It's like, oh, well, she doesn't, she's not like fully into it to. yet. It, yeah. it, it was like, it was like they're trying to finish it, but they're trying to like, Make it longer. Make it exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you know, like there's, there's a heat. It, the, the last yeah. bits kind of wasn't, it wasn't and as strong. The, like silly chase through the cat village with the silly villain being like, woohoo Oh, like I, like I have not, like I've been doing this for a hundred years, but I haven't mastered my flying. Hold on. Right. Like just bumbling around with, uh, with, Muge in his arms because he's going to take her to like finish the transformation for good and that's like where he takes the lifespan is during I guess the the sacred tree awakens at a certain time and they have to be there for her to fully be transformed forever so they get there they get to the sacred tree it awakens he literally is straight up evil and is like oh Hinode I'm taking your life too since you're here Against his will. He didn't agree to that. He tries to go ultra villain, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, he really turns. And I think this moment, like this final moment, is where I think things really click for Mugay. And she not only realizes that, like, Hinode, Hinode, sorry, not Hinode. Jeez. um, (laughs) Butchering (laughs) names from the start. Um, not only does he care about her because he came all that way to save her, um, but like the rest of her family cares too. And she actually does want her life as a human. Um, and once that clicks is when they really kind of all like are able to fight the villain. Their, their cat friends help them out too. Yep, Cat friends help take him down. Maybe they murder that cat by the end. That's like the part that we don't see. Yeah, I'm like, what happens to this mask seller? Like, because they have the to coexist jail. with him. They have to coexist with him. He, oh. And they, he seems like the leader cat of the Cat prison. He's going to take it. <laughs> but yeah, so basically the cat friends, they save the day. And Muge and Hinode 
return home. She turns back into a human. And at the very end, they're standing looking at uh, what was Cat Village that they can't see anymore because they're human, but they know it's there. And they they reach, slowly reach out their hands and find each other's hand and hold hands together. And Hinode confesses that he loves her too in this moment, right? Yep. You know, he, uh, it was like right there. He's like, he's like, I love you. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're just immediately going like, like I did Mm -hmm. this because I loved you. It was all very fast. Yeah. Full out love. Yeah. I was, I also, I agree with you. Like, I was like, that's not enough. Yeah. That's not enough for love. I'm sorry. I kind of got the vibe of like, like, hey, I was saving you, but just because like, you know, like, you know, we're friends, you know, like, yeah, I feel bad. Like, I don't hate you. So I'm going to come like get you out of trouble. Yeah, I was super mean. No, No, he realizes that he loves her. Yeah. And yeah, I understand how going through like a magical experience can be bonding. Right. But that's just where this love feels like it's not really love per se. Like it feels like young love. Like if I saved, if I saved you from like a, like a, like a runaway train, I think in the moment, you know, like, like it'd be like, Oh my God, you saved my life. You know, like this is like fate. Like it feels like a fate kind of moment. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think after that's gotta, that's gotta fade or, or two, they're so young that do we go, yeah, I'm going to stay with this person who had this crazy cat world experience with, or kind of, it's, it, it's so young to where it's like, dang, that's kind of, that's kind of bold to say. But then again, one of my favorite films out there is, is, is Ponyo. Ponyo being like, Don't it's tell like, me, I haven't seen it. Well, like the, I'll, I'll just say the ages, the, the, the age of the two kids uh, is, is, like less than seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the perfect love story. I like, there's Dang. like, this is like, this is heartfelt. This is everything. hundred percent for it felt real. And so it, it, to me, it's not an age thing. It, it just, it's the way it was presented. It didn't, it didn't feel as powerful yeah. as I think they meant it, it to. It didn't feel earned. Also, we should add Ponyo to our list. We should. It's one of those. It's like it's not. Um, it's not. It's like it's not like your typical. Uh, in a sense. Uh, it's, it's more, more Disney than any other mm-hmm. uh, uh of the the films that you may you may compare it to. But, um, I think mm-hmm. it's very very solid. It, it, I I it, I'm a, I'm biased because I have a tattoo of Ponyo on my leg. So. It's, it's oh dang the love goes deep there it's, it's true love for you and Ponyo yeah so it's very important um anyways um so yeah that's um pretty much the end of the film there is kind of an epilogue like credit yeah. section where they show like Muge kind of coming to terms with her family um Hinode standing up for himself and saying to his mother he wants to be a potter um and just like them, I think Hinode doing the sunrise attack on Muge, like her embracing her friend and really like telling her friend how much she means, not how much she means to her, but just like letting her be there for her um, as and, a friend. And then Hinode's sister asking the, <laughs> the other potter uh, in, uh, out and him going, mm-hmm. I'm actually engaged. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. 
The funny part yeah. is, uh, oddly enough, uh, the voice actor who plays Kinako, the cat, also plays the sister, uh, mm. Hinode's sister. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, we know how to uh, get him unengaged, become a cat. Right, right. His, yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's what she's got to do. Oh, mask seller. Another victim for you. It's a great plot start and... Oddly enough, I, I'm I'm going back to our to episode one and going, oh yeah, this is another technically body swap <laughs> in a way. Uh it has kind it has of, a lot of those yeah. features. So I, I was it was kind of funny yeah. that we came across another body swap. I wonder another if we'll always one. have parallels yeah. to to your name for every episode that we do. But uh, maybe now I'm gonna look for them. I'm gonna look for them. It all comes back to your name, the epitome right, of right. the romance. It's going to be um, hard to beat your name. It's going to be a sad day when we have an anime that beats it. And that kind of leads to my yeah. next question for you. Where did this, where does this compare to you for your name? What does it do better? Does it, what does it do worse than, than your name does? Um, I mean, I think we've, we've touched on the fact that it's, you know, a younger love. It doesn't feel as deep and it's a bit juvenile feeling. Um, so it doesn't, the love story to me doesn't hit like your name does where that's like they body swap with each other and they, um, really get to know each other on this deep level. Um, whereas I just don't feel that these two kids do. They're just like, oh, we have one thing in common. We're struggling with this, right. uh, we in love. Uh, it's not enough. Um, I do appreciate that there are a lot of kind of darker themes that this movie touches on. I think depression is a huge one. Just um, people who are so depressed with their life and looking to escape, almost a, a parallel can be drawn to this cat world, like becoming a cat and suicide in a way. I know that's really dark, but I think they handle it in a way that's very delicate and light in a way that like kids can relate to. Yeah. And I really appreciate that about the movie. I think um, if they had committed to yeah. some of those darker themes, I think that would that would change my whole opinion of this film. I think if it would, if they had committed to a lot of those darker themes and kind of ran with it, I would have been like, "Wow, that has a lot of deeper themes to it mm -hmm. that make it a lot stronger." Um, they yes, also have a lot more characters than your name did. I feel like so it's a lot of characters to be like, you have to have an established. Uh, like either care about them or you dislike them or something like that. There's a lot more characters to cover in this film than, than in, uh, your name does. I think this film was limited in the, in the age range that they were telling the story in. Yeah. But I mean, that was, that was their choice and they stuck with it and I commend them for that. It's just as an adult, I'm wanting them to touch on the deeper and more substantial stuff yeah. more than the love story, which they were really pushing that preteen love. And I, I'm not in a place where I can identify with that anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's like with a lot of things nowadays. Like I, I, I've, I've said it, um, I've said it before, but I think now more than ever, I don't relate to high school, like teen dramas, mm -hmm. love them up to a certain point. Like maybe like young twenties, I was still like, okay with like watching a film that had like teens in it. Like a, a good a, a, an example is um, something like like Zombieland. Zombieland's like teens and it has like this like little romance and these kids. But now I watch a film like that, I'm just like, 
uh, like, like, like it just, it seems so, <laughs> it seems so terribly like just right. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, um, I think it's just cause my, like I'm old now. So I, so I feel mm -hmm. like, I feel like when I watch stuff, that's younger groups. I have to really like it. You can't, you can't get me off of, well, it's a younger crowd. So, um, it's allowed to be more basic. I'm like, no, it's gotta be, it's gotta be really complex. It's gotta be really, um, mm -hmm. well done and it needs to be well done because, uh, it's basicness isn't going to sell me on it. I think this one, not to be harsh on it. I think that it, it does get knocked down a bit because it just, it's not overly complex and it does, it does choose mm -hmm. the, the more linear, simple path over something a little bit deeper. Yeah, although I do appreciate that this is a movie for that age group. They're right. needed I, as a parent. Like, there are a lot of good discussion points or jumping off points to talk about something like depression or that kind of thing or divorce or, you know, because I think that the teenagers would relate to Muge or Hinode, yeah. you know? And so I, I definitely appreciate its value there. I just know, as we've said, it's not, I'm not the right audience for it. You said it, you said it earlier. I think, I think that it, it has value um, in, it has value in what it's trying to do. So it's, it, it does, it, yes. it does achieve that. Yes. Yes. They did achieve what they, what I think they made this movie for. I do want to say, um, I really like the animation in the movie. Uh, I thought it was really beautiful. Uh, Taro the kitty is one of the cutest little cats in the whole world. Like, I loved every minute that Taro was on screen. So adorable. There was one particular scene that stood out to me where I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. And it's the one where Hinode is sitting with Taro in the windowsill and just like kind of burying his soul to Taro. And then it shows, you know, Taro, but then it all of a sudden shows like, Muge in his arms instead of her, you know, right, right, actually Muge, but it, it's she's still tarot. But the music they played behind it, the colors, and just this like sentimental and sweet feeling with that one scene where I was like, wow, this scene is is really nice. Yeah, I think that the scene was really good, and I guess further, I think that sometimes when uh, certain animators will do. Um, a certain art style you'll see it across in all their characters i think the series uh, the, this this movie did a very good job of making characters feel different have different features and they all feel unique in that i know that i know each one of the characters and there's not too much like over blending um except for maybe like the younger boys they all seem to have that that same similar like face <laughs> slash hairstyle but they make them enough different yeah so there's at least enough differences yeah. in that and it's not just the same face with different hair <laughs> rating what overall what would you rate this movie yeah i'd say in conclusion are we doing this out of 10 out of 5 what do you think what have we done this in the before we did it out of 5 before so out of 5 i'm gonna be kind of harsh with this one so prepare yourself I'm going to give this Irish. one a 2.75. Wow. I love how specific you get with these ratings. Yeah. I'm like, just give, I just give like a number, no decibels. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, I feel like we've gone into the reasons why. Um, yeah. See, I'm, I'm giving it a three. That's okay. where I landed on it. Yeah, so I think we're pretty close in our feelings, rating-wise. And that's not to say, like, 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 even to me, like, if it gets a one, it's, it still has something for value-wise. Um, it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. totally irredeemable. Um, so it being close to three for me, it's like, there's a few themes I like. It's a good premise. Um, you know, animation style. Uh, it's, it's there. Uh, I just, I don't think it commits to anything strong enough. It has the potentials Mm -hmm. all there. It just, nothing is really, nothing is really closed out in a way that I was like, ah, yes. Okay. That's, that's exactly how it should be. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent with that, and I can't wait until we find an anime we disagree on. <laughs> I thought we were gonna be maybe I'm drastically sure differently on this one after the first watch, but I know like, I know like really, yeah. I was like, you I was, thought I loved it? I I thought you were like maybe like above average and enjoying it, enjoying it. So like maybe I was wrong. This wraps up our second episode. How exciting! So. Uh, sad dad, where can anybody find you on, on the social medias? Um, on any street corner. Um, oh my God, <laughs> just you can't look. make that joke again, <laughs> dad. You did that last time, you can't make the same joke over and over again in your local movie theater. Um, this is gonna okay. be, <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitch Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We stream at about 6 p.m. uh, Central European time, which is like morning times for anybody in the states uh and right now we are doing the dark soul series which oddly enough pairs really well with anime yeah i was i was finding parallels um as somebody who watches both now yeah you stream and anime slowly corrupting Um, you to dark souls and eventually playing it oh my god i'm like halfway there halfway um where can can they find you also oh my at the street gosh, corners. I didn't do it. No, don't put that on me. Don't pit me out. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitch as well um, under the username minuet underscore XO, as well as Twitter. Um, I'm going to try and make an Instagram. I have one. I just never post on it, but maybe I will now. But yeah, you can find me as well there. And, um, you know, obviously this podcast is is newer for us. If you liked it, please like, um, yes. you know, leave a review, yep. rate it. It would be so, so helpful to if us. If you save it, there's actually the way that whenever you would get, whenever an episode is released, it automatically like pre-downloads it to your, to your library. And that helps us a ton because the more pre-saves we get, um, the more that it kind of helps out the... The, the the podcast and also rating the podcast as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a feature that um, I know Apple podcast has it. I, I think Spotify might have it too, where you can comment, you can post your comments, like what you think about the episodes or just about the podcast. It, it, it helps out, help us out a ton. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I want to say thank you, Sad Dad, for another great episode and for working on this project with me. It's it's really fun. I, th- I think these uh these these episodes and these uh, series and the, the movies, it's fun to watch these and 
sort of be critical with them, but it's also great to just kind of think about them comparatively. And that's what I'm liking a lot. Like the more that mm-hmm. we do this is just thinking about these and how they compare to either other ones in that same sort of vein or, or just something that's like similar in style. It, it's fun to watch these and have an excuse to watch them again, because a lot of series like, like there'll be periods where I'll just burn through anime and then, and then I'll just forget about it. And then I'm like watching these again. It's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. And we should definitely do, um, at some point when we have enough, we should definitely do like a tier list. Um, for sure. Video. Yeah. I think that would be really fun. Anyways, that wraps it up. Yeah, that's it. Thank you.